faith, hope, and charity, faith in Lord Jesus Christ, hope in his message of love for God, and charity. Open up your heart. Give your heart to Jesus and God and give your heart to other people. Help them to hear this message. You know, not just raining a lot of materialism on them, but the message of love. That's how to live successfully. That's what Jesus said. efficient but it looks cool yeah it looks great we got a fire too i don't know if you can see it oh you do see it oh, in yeah, the back yeah yeah in the corner wow is it real one or no no <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah. but it gives heat it gives heat but it looks nice looks nice just like yours yours doesn't give heat ours don't give heat anyway so good to see you we're we're live now just so you know <laughs> oh, great. yeah welcome everybody thank you for joining our podcast breaking trail that's what it's all about moving forward Maybe learning some new things, going where you haven't gone before, like you, like you said once. You know, that's yeah. the analogy. Yeah. When you go to a new place, you learn new things. Yeah. And the person who thinks they know everything, you know, they don't know. <laughs> 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 oh, I've been here before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very true. And you think that it. So yeah, and I, and I guess that's. An important point here, like, yeah, whether or not some person has a religious background of any kind or or not, or, or a yoga, yoga background or whatever, that's what I said in the marketing text as well, that this talk will be relevant for everyone to, that, you know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's, it's approaching, fastly approaching the appearance day of the great devotee of the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And that's very special. That's very special. Yeah. So in certain parts of the world, it will be celebrated as it should be. This is the appearance day of the great spiritual teacher and lover of God. Mm. And some people will celebrate that day with, you know, an ever-increased focus on materialism. So it's going to go both ways. <laughs> yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of the, 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 the contrast can be seen quite, uh, can be seen quite clear at, at this time, you know, the, the contrast between materialism and, and, and real spiritual life. Yeah. Mm. And uh, <laughs> just, yeah. So, how do you want to lead it off? Well, I wanted to just 
to 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 set the mood to set the scene <laughs> maybe you could uh, sort of maybe, maybe not everyone knows the details of the story but so maybe we could briefly if, if you could introduce us to how jesus came here and, and that whole setting and and his life <clears throat> and his life and then i'd wanted to discuss there are so many sayings so many things that are kind of floating out there that Jesus said and, and many people misinterpret a lot of these things and so I've gathered quite a lot of those <laughs> so we'll see how much we have time for but you know yeah. such sayings as what what you sow is what you what you reap is what you sow and the golden rule and and the you know seeing the speck in someone else's eye and there are so many things but but yeah so maybe we can just set the scene and 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 speak about how Jesus appeared and 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 his his life, how how he came to uh, to to start to teach this absolute truth. Yeah, in the in the Vedic yoga teaching, which we follow in Bhakti Yoga, there's a word for personalities on the level of spiritual perfection, like Lord Jesus Christ was. They're called Vaishnavas. And that really means it's not just a light word to throw around. It really means lovers of God, those who have fully surrendered their whole life, one pointedly, to serving the Supreme Lord. They're known as Vaishnavas. And there's different categories, but we're talking about the, the highest level because we're talking about Lord Jesus Christ. You know, one can be approaching that perfection, and there's different grades of that, third grade, second grade, but we're talking about Lord Jesus Christ, the, the great Vaishnava. And one of the characteristics you will always find in Vaishnavas is humility. And if you look at the appearance of Lord Jesus Christ, I mean, his life just from the very beginning was very, very humble, see. You know, he, he wasn't some great king who was born in a royal palace or something. I mean, hmm. from the account of his appearance in the Bible, you know, it was the extreme opposite of that. You know, his mother Mary, you know, was pregnant. They went to Jerusalem to take care of some, some tax business, some different business it was, and... You know, on the way back, she went into labor, and they had to have somewhere for the birth to take place. And because it was this, you know, big influx of people going at that time, you know, there was no place. There was no rooms. So this innkeeper, you know, gave them a space, and that's basically what it was, a space, you know, <laughs> in the animal shed. You know, and the 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 bed was straw. I mean, you know, they they laid down in a straw bed, the manger they call it, where the animals, the cows and the, the other animals lived. So, what more humble beginning could it be than that? That's where Jesus took birth from Mother Mary is is in this setting, you know. But uniquely enough. Of course, this was all arranged by the Supreme Lord. And so, you know, 
star appeared to the shepherds, and I mean, and, and a voice to the excuse me, a voice to the shepherds, and told them, you know, about this great event, and they were just out in the fields watching their sheep. So the shepherds went to Bethlehem, you know. So they were very low on the social scale too, weren't they? You know, yeah, yeah. they sure. came to visit this great personality, and it had been declared to them, you know, that this is this is not just some ordinary person. So they came, you know, and they brought a lamb and and you know just simple things. But then wise men, you know, from the east who were magi's and they were very very, you know, rich and et cetera, et cetera, and they got the message too. And they followed the star, you know, and the story goes, you know, there's quite a lot of detail, but they followed this star arrangement, of course, and they came to Bethlehem to this manger too, you know. And so you've got kings, magis coming, and you've got shepherds coming, and the animals are there. I mean, it's like... You know, so but, unique, but and and yeah. Go ahead. No, no, and and the magi's bringing their gifts. That's where the whole idea. Yeah, they brought you know their gifts. You know, and and very you know special things, frankincense and myrrh and you know incense and so on. So that that was you know very unique situation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's how the whole gift-giving thing, I suppose, came about. Because, right. you know, the the kings, they brought gifts to a special personality. I mean, that's normal mm. procedure. When you go to see a great personality, you bring a gift. And so yeah. they brought their gifts. And, of course, that's morphed into just complete materialism. They, were, they weren't bringing it just, you know, to... to some material personality, but now it's just like that's yeah. the main thing, and and give gifts, but certainly now it's become I give the gifts, but I expect to get some gifts in return. You know, <laughs> it's become <laughs> and you the count big how many business. You... I mean, of of the three hundred sixty five days in the year, the the time periods, Christmas is the biggest selling time. You know, for merchants who want to sell things, and that's when people go buy and buy and buy and put a lot of money on their credit card and spend the rest of the year trying to pay it off. And, and that's uh, so sad. How how the most know, spiritual time of the year. You missed the point. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's just turned upside we down. We lost like your sound. It's um, I lost your sound. Oh. Um, I don't. Am hear I here now? Unless it's my my. <clears throat> I think Slava hears me because he said that I had no. some noise in the background. There's no sound. No, I no, wait. turned it. Huh? No, I. Okay. It's your, your headphones, I guess. No, no. So something with Valkyrie's headphones. No. <laughs> but, I don't hear uh, any sound. <clears throat> I guess I'll just have to keep talking. <laughs> um, keep talking, Ruben. <clears throat> yeah, I will keep talking. No. I don't have it. <laughs> I don't. <clears throat> <laughs> so uh, yeah. sorry for Can the you... technical problems. Jesus didn't have those. 
<laughs> Much easier. <laughs> oh, there comes some Sam now. Oh, you you hear me now? Keep talking. Arivel, <laughs> uh, can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, I got it now. Yeah, it's back. Okay, okay, okay. So what did you, no? What did you say? So, so, so I was just saying that's very sad. How the most <clears throat> spiritual celebration of all uh, is turned to. <clears throat> Sorry, the biggest materialistic event of all when jesus said <coughs> sorry jesus said that uh he when his life was all about making it very clear that you cannot serve mammon and you you, you cannot have two masters like you cannot serve what was it that he said mammon god and, you can't serve god and mammon, mammon and at god. the same time and mammon is matter so you cannot have like the two interests don't go together. You you either serve your yeah. You serve one or hate the other. Hate one and and love the other. Yeah. So the message has definitely yeah. been missed. You know, <laughs> and and that's that's really the problem. They've missed the whole reason for the season there's a, there's a nice saying that i like jesus is the reason for the season you know <laughs> yeah and so instead of just commercializing the whole thing and make it so it's like you know all about eating as much as you can and a lot of intoxication in many many cases and you know the giving of gifts but expecting equal or more back in return and you know, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> it's supposed to be about love, you know. And that's what's missing in the world. You know, one of the things that Jesus uh, is known as is the Prince of Peace. Mm -hmm. That's one of the titles that he's been given. A and what was his message for peace? You know, love God. Love the Lord thy God with all their heart, mind, thy entire being. That's what will make mm. the world peaceful. Love your neighbor as yourself. See, but again, if you if you just take the opposite of that, you're going to get the opposite of peace, and that's quarrel, chaos, confusion, turmoil. You know, anger, greed, etc. Love, love matter. Now I've lost the sound again. Love, oh, love matter. <laughs> yeah, we got a connection. I think it's going bad. All right. Yeah, love matter, and it'll make you happy. You know. Yeah. That that's the perverted <laughs> reflection. Hmm. Love God, it'll make you happy. Oh no, no, love matter, it'll make you happy. You know. And so you know, people get off work and they they plan you know long ahead what they're going to do with that free time mm. from work. and They're going to meet with family and friends, and many times that's, you know, on a, a kind of a love level, so to speak, you know, meet with your yeah. loved ones, you know. But even then, you know, it's, it's no God in the picture in, in many cases. Not all, of course. You know, some people truly observe, you know, Christmas, in the spirit of Jesus and the love in the heart and glorify Jesus and, you know, spend extra time, you know, singing hymns about him and 
praising him and so on. And, and that's how it should be. You know, the spirit of giving and doing charity work and, you know, making sure that, you know, people who are in need, you know, get some help and those things. I mean, that does go on, but it's certainly, you know, in the minority yeah. anymore. Yeah. And, and the, the hedonism has become number one. <laughs> and and then I guess we're, well, did you want to say something more about the appearance of Jesus or his life before I just approach something that he said? And Well, that was just the beginning, like I say, in the most humble settings that you could envision, you know, and, and he was born to a poor family, you know, his father was a carpenter, his mother was just, you know, a mother, she wasn't working, it didn't have, you know, material means by mm. any means. <laughs> but, <clears throat> you know, it, it describes, there's lots of gaps in his life, but it describes that, you know, when he was 12, you know, they again went to the big city and, you know, on the way home after they'd taken care of their obligations there, you know, Jesus wasn't among the party that went there. There was a group of people. And so they started looking for him and they found him, you know, in the temple, talking with the priest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was enlightening them and they were enlightening him. And so, you know, his father was quite perturbed because they'd been in big anxiety about his missing presence and You know, so he kind of like, well, what are you doing? You know, why why did you do this? Mm -hmm. You know, he says, well, can't you see I'm going about my father's business? You know, and you know, it, it's like some people try to say, well, who was Jesus? You know, and so the Bible is filled with information about who was Jesus. You know, some people like to put him into position of the Supreme Lord himself, Jesus is God, you know. But that's not what the Bible says. That's not what Jesus said. You know, a few quotes, like this is from John uh, 6, 38 and 39. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that of all that he has given me, I lose nothing but raise it up on that last day. And, you know, I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another shall come in his own name, you will receive him. And if you really love me, you would be glad to hear that I am on my way to my Father. My Father has greater power than I. The world must be convinced that I love the Father and act only as the Father commands me to act. And there's, there's many passages like that that, you know, clearly indicates that Jesus was the Son, see? And he, the Son of God, though he was learned and when perfected, became to those who obey him the cause of salvation. So, You know, it's it's many, many passages in the Bible that say he was the son of God, the servant mm -hmm. of God. 
you know, our spiritual master, Siddhasarupananda, said, uh, the life and words of Lord Jesus are beautifully clear. He is not vague. He tells us who he is. He is the pure lover, servant, and son of God. God means the cause of all causes, the supreme dominator or master. Jesus appeared not as the original cause or all-powerful dominator, but as the humble lover and dominated servant of the supreme dominator. Jesus did not come on as the Almighty, but rather acted as glorifier of the Almighty. Jesus does not say, I have come to do my will, or I am master, or I am the all-beautiful, all-perfect, or I come in my name. So here we find the most important fact. Jesus is pointing to the existence of another personality. He is speaking about someone else, and he is saying that that someone else is his source of strength. Jesus is saying that someone is the supreme dominator. He, Jesus is saying that that supreme one is the supreme dominator and Lord. You know. Amen. So why? <clears throat> because I felt the same way when I, when I was fifteen. I I went to this confirmation camp and 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 was really touched by the 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 words of Jesus and and so I I followed the Christian teaching since then and I I went away from it for for a while but coming back now but but the point is what I used to think and what I think many people believe. And I was just wondering, why is it like that, that it kind of minimizes the role and importance and how special Jesus is, if he is, they they call it just uh, a lover of the supreme person, not the <laughs> Well, let me read again what, you know, Siddhasarupananda says, Jesus's glory was not diminished by his glorification of God the Father. Indeed, Jesus claims no self-sustenance or self-glory at all, but only the glory of the Father who he is serving. Therefore, his greatness is due to the one he serves. The greater the Father, the greater the Son. Mm. So, <clears throat> people don't understand in the spiritual world that the servant of God is, is actually sometimes considered by God himself to be greater than he is. In other words, he feels indebted to his servant. Mm. And he says, I am actually controlled by the love of my devotees. Mm. So there's no possibility of achieving greatness beyond being the pure, loving servant of the Supreme Lord. Mm. So what they see diminishes the glory of Jesus if they understand the real spiritual truth. Yeah. That is the greatest glory. I understand. There's, there's no higher achievement. Yeah. And, 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 and so it's just a lack of understanding. And after all, if true service to Jesus or any person means find out what the will of that person is and then serve them and help them and, and in, in their will and what they want. And 
Jesus never said that he wanted to be worshipped on his own. He said he wanted to, to, to take people's worship and focus on someone else, on the Supreme Person, not on himself as the Supreme Person. So that makes sense from that angle. Yeah, and that's the, that eternal humility of the Vaishnava. I am not great. I am here to serve the one who is truly great. In fact, there's another, there's another verse here that's in connection with that. <clears throat> uh, and he, Jesus, was setting out on a journey. As doing so, a man ran up to him and knelt before him and began asking him, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master. Neither is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. For I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me commandment what to say and what to speak. And I know this, his commandment is eternal life. I know that his commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. This is from John 12. So, again, there's so much information about these truths in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, mm. it's just people don't want to hear it. One of the things that we understand in in spiritual uh, knowledge is that people only hear what they want to hear. <laughs> and they don't want to hear what they don't want to hear. So Jesus can say something, I'm the son of God, and they say, no, 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 you're God. <laughs> I see what you mean. <laughs> you know, Jesus was, no, no, no. Really, he's the God. He's God. So, so, and, and which brings a point in my head is like, so we have to work with what we want. We have to look at what do I want, and then it will be arranged so that we hear accordingly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, and and that's God knows in our heart. He knows what we want. Jesus said that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So, if you want to know, <laughs> then it will be provided. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't want to know, yeah. then you'll just hear what you want to hear or twist it to make it come out as you want it to yeah. come out. Yeah. You know, you can drop out words, you can, you know, add things, you can make self declared declarations and just create another whole philosophy and say, well, Jesus said this. He didn't say it. You know? <laughs> Oh, well, he was just not saying it, but really, no. <laughs> that means Jesus was just fooling people, you know. If he was, if what he said was just to, to you know, get across a point, you know, but it wasn't really true, that means he's not Jesus because he was the speaker of the truth. Ye shall know the truth, yeah. and the truth shall set you free. So... Yeah. So his life goes on, you know, from 
from, like I say, these big gaps, you know, in, in there from birth to 12 years old. And according to the Bible's account, you know, you, you meet him again when he's 30 or something, you know, and he's now traveling and speaking and teaching. And, you know, he approaches John the Baptist for, you know, baptism. And that starts his, his uh, preaching mission, so to speak, according to the accounts in the Bible, you know, and he spoke to the common people, he spoke to the poor people, he spoke to the underprivileged, you know, the ones that were kind of discarded, they were like not important, and that's who he spoke to, and that's who gravitated to him, you know, and, you know, his message was very simple, love God, you know, and refrain from sins, like when he met Mary at the well, who was, you know, had been a prostitute, you know, and, you know, led a very sinful life, and he forgave her for all her sins and said, go and sin no more. You know, that was his message. And she became a great follower of his. Was that, am I mixing stories or is that when, when, when they're about to stone her and he says the one who's free from sin throws the first rock? No, that was a different, different that was a different activity, but yeah, Yeah. that who is free from sin throw the first stone, (laughs) you know, but that was a different occasion, you know, and, uh, so, yeah, he's a perfect example of humility. Mm. And uh, I think you you sent me this verse recently about the name of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. And this is from Psalms 113, 1 through 3. So Jesus was just upholding. See, Jesus was the New Testament. This is from the Old Testament. But he was upholding all these truths. And he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, our Father, not my Father only, see, but our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He's, he's saying exactly what it was said in Psalms, you know, praise the Lord, sing his names. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. so his whole message was basically love God. But you can't love God and continue to live a life that's opposed to the will of God. You know, that will take you further away from God, that will contaminate your consciousness, that will make you more attracted to materialism and less attracted to spiritual life. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's where the irony comes in, that Jesus was saying you know, live a life that is free of this contaminated 
activity which will cover your consciousness and make it so your only interest is in material life. He's saying, don't do that. But now his appearance day has been turned into exactly that. You know? And, 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 and the life of Jesus has... It's, it's kind of like... Was I gonna say that that it's it's no longer uh, <laughs> how to put it? I think I I kind of lost it. I was gonna say <laughs> what was I gonna say? <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> that uh, yeah. Now I, I th this is the idea that I had because this is something that I remember myself thinking that in terms of when you think about Jesus, you think about sectarianism, you think about sin, you think about fear, you think about like hell, or, or people might think about that. And that was my issue when I, for a while and left Christianity that I that, that this idea of like, this was a lot of fear based uh, surrender, in that sense, and uh, a lot of focus on the sins, a lot of focus on the burning in hell if you don't believe or accept Jesus and all these things, which I guess there is something behind there that's a true message, but it has been misunderstood or, or misinterpreted, misrepresented uh, to, to fear, to scare people into some sort of, sort of fear-based uh, love, <laughs> so-called, or yeah, fear-based yeah. surrender or... Well, yeah, that, that's, that's true, and it's, it's yeah, very yeah. unfortunate because <clears throat> Jesus was not a preacher of fear. He was a preacher of hope. Exactly. He was a preacher of glory. He was a preacher of, wow, there is some place that is free of all this pain and suffering, and there's no birth and death and old age and disease in in God's world. Yeah. You know, and he says, I'm going you know, to my father and prepare a place for you. In my father's house, there are many mansions, you know, meaning many different parts of the spiritual world where, you know, the soul, you, me, all of us, can actually go, you know, in my father's house, there's many mansions according to our relationship with God and our, you know, attraction to God in different relationships and so on. Then there's different, categories or different areas or different places. He called them mansions, mm. you know, in my father's kingdom. And I'm going to prepare a place for you. You can come unto me. You know, you can come. I'm, I'm going there and I'm waiting for you. I'm telling you now how to get there. I'm giving you all the information you need. You know, believe me. You know, if you, if you believe me, you know, do like I do, then you will come to me mm. there, and we will be in our loving relationship with our Father, our common Father. You know, it was, it's a huge message of hope. There is hope, but if you take it from the angle that it's, you know, if you don't, you're going to go to hell, and, yeah. you know, <laughs> and it's just fear-based and pressure and, you know, then you're not going to uh, be attracted to that. Exactly. 
Exactly. You know, and if if you if you do come to it, it's it's still not that sweetness of love for God. It's it's the shaking in your boots of fear. Mm. You know, and you, you're doing it because you're afraid not to do it. <laughs> you know, the, Jesus taught sweetness and love and care and mercy and compassion. You know, you look at all the the pastimes or accounts of his activities, you know, when he was so kind to people and healing people. And, you know, he didn't consider, you know, all their faults. He just considered, you know, you're a child of God and you need to revive that lost relationship. You know, follow me, follow my example, follow my words, follow my teachings, you know, and be happy. That he was spreading not only peace but happiness, <laughs> true happiness, you know, and and, and joy and, down in the heart. And and he said such things to to that meaning. He said, or in that in that regard, he said, "Why do you see the speck of dust in someone else's eye when you have a log in your own?" <laughs> yeah, which is again. Yeah, quit judging. Judge not, lest you be judged. Yeah. You know, mm. Just accept, here's a person who needs the same thing we all need, and it's care and love and happiness, you know, and, and that's only to be really fully satisfied in a loving relationship with my father. Mm. You know, he is our protector. He's our shelter. He's our you know, source of love and happiness. Mm. So he taught the truth. He taught bhakti yoga, you know. And yeah, I, I guess that's kind of like a surprise for someone. He taught bhakti yoga like we say Jesus was actually a true yogi. <laughs> but people might react to that like, why, how, and <laughs> how's <Yeah>. that? <laughs> yeah, because they see yoga as somehow some sectarian, separate, you know, unacceptable religion, yeah. you know, or or not even a religion. It's it's just a, you know, mm. some well, some even say it's it's from the devil, mm. you know. It's it's mm. just a distraction presented by Lucifer. Mm. Whereas the truth is, yoga means union with God, you know, and Jesus was perfectly united with God. But that union was a union of love, you see. And just like a husband and wife can be one, you know. I and my father are one is one statement that has been so misunderstood, mm. you know, meaning I am the father. Exactly. That's how it's interpreted. I am the father. No, I and my father are one. Two individual, the dominator and the dominated, the father and the son, the but one in will. We're connected in our purpose and our love. And, you know, that's perfect. That's the perfection of life. So Jesus did not teach liberation, you see. Many people think he taught liberation, you know. Go back to have be liberated you know, and enjoy mm. in your liberated state. No, but he taught love for God. And that's why, you know, he, 
you can love the Lord in this life, in this world. Now, you don't have to go to heaven to experience happiness. It Mm. happens right in this life if you're having that love and relationship. Because again, that's if you, and it's nothing wrong with that. It's just on another platform, I guess. If you your life, you focus on doing good deeds, so that when you leave this world, you will end up at a good place. You will come to heaven. But it's still self-centered. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's not the highest. It's part of you know a, a liberationist philosophy. Not that one shouldn't do good deeds. Mm. They should, no. mm. <laughs> you yeah. know, but understanding, you know, they're doing the good deeds because everyone is the child of God. And if you want to please a father, then take care of his children, you know, but not with the exclusion of the father, yeah. you know. So a lot of times it, it gets also out of focus, like we're just trying to help everybody here have a better material life, Mm. you know? Yeah, we should care about people's material situations and well-being, you know? But that's temporary, and and that's not going to make anybody happy, you know? There's people who have ideal material situations that are completely miserable, you know? So Jesus helped a lot of people materially, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, he healed with, with the healing. blind yeah. person, and he made it lame man, you know, so he could walk. He healed people from leprosy, you know, and, and of course, it's called miracles. Jesus performed many miracles, healing miracles, but that was, you know, not his purpose or goal. That wasn't his main message. And one of the one of the points that because he did that, of course he did it out of compassion and love, but it also made it so people recognized him as somebody special. Here's somebody special. He's not just an ordinary person. He can do miracles that the average person can't do. So it made more people come to him and listen to what he had to say, hear his message. Yeah, I see. You know? And unfortunately, if we also, you know, read in the Bible, those people he healed, they didn't become his disciples. They didn't surrender their life to him and accept him as their spiritual master. (laughs) You know, they just, okay, now I can see. And they, hallelujah, and this person goes off to see the world. Exactly. You know, see all the attractive things in the world. Huh. You know, he can enjoy <laughs> life a lot more now. Or the lame man, you know, he doesn't have to hobble around. Now he can dance and go have a good time, you know. So they th- or, or the leper is not an outcast anymore. He's healed of his leprosy and he can just lead a normal life. So they thought that was a blessing, what, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but was it a blessing if, they, <laughs> if it made them turn further away from God? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it was an opportunity oh, yeah. to not only say thank you and, and you know, feel mm. grateful for the physical malady that he eliminated, but to now, okay, 
I owe you. You have a message. You are special. I want to help you. Spread that message. I want to give my life to you. Do with me as you will. They had that opportunity. Yeah. And they had a real good connection. I mean, that was a very close encounter. Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't what they were interested in. So they went away. Maybe that's linked to again what what you started saying that Jesus was born and and then appeared in a very humble state of mind in a very humble environment and and he he says things like it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God than than it is to thread a camel through the eye of a needle right right <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. yeah so he's yeah and he's, and that that was you know in connection with the story wasn't it of the the rich man came to Jesus and exactly. said I want to follow you you know what do I need to do to follow you and <laughs> and be your disciple and he says go back and give away all your riches you know and then come back to me and the rich man couldn't do it you know that was too much of a sacrifice and that's when jesus said it's easier for you know it's harder for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of god than to thread a camel through the eye of a needle and uh, <laughs> yeah i mean he taught the real message of how to be happy, how to go to the spiritual world, what to do with your life, mm. you know. And, um, and very few people really heard that message. Yeah, to to them because and, and and just saying that it's not it's not that the money itself is. I I mean I've heard that Jesus said that not that money is the root of all evil, but the love of money is the root of all the, all evil. So yeah. we're not saying that money is the evil, but the attachment yeah. to the money itself, the right. love for the money itself, the love mm -hmm. for the riches will, will make it so that that's what you will have, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, you can't love God and mammon at the same time, mm. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, some of the greatest kings in our Vedic history, you know, they were wealthy beyond imagination, but they were also great lovers and devotees of God, mm -hmm. you know. And they weren't attached to their riches, you know, nor their kingly positions and all yeah. the servants and everything that comes with being a king, you know. Yeah. And they could take all of that and give it up <clears throat> immediately or they could take that and use it for the glorification of God, because they understood it's not my property. It's not, it's God's property. And you know, I've just been allotted this as my quota. I've been put in this position. This is my duty. And so I will use it for glorification of God. Mm. So it's, the material world is not the problem, it's the attachment to the material world. That's the problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, one of the very important things Jesus pointed out. Mm -hmm. and, uh, seek, seek the uh, eternal. Seek ye first seek. the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Bible is full of very dynamic quotes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you need you need someone to explain them a proper a proper guide to explain these things. That's right. That's, that's... And that's why in the Vedic system the the emphasis is you need a spiritual master, a person yeah. to guide you. You can be enthusiastic, you can be desirous of, you know, becoming spiritually pure, but you need the guidance of a spiritual master. And one of the one of the indications of advancing is you realize that I can't do this alone. See? Yeah. Hmm. You know, father and son, there's, there's a there's a quote here again from my spiritual master. What is the relationship between Jesus and the Supreme Person whom he speaks of? First, Jesus is calling the other person who lives in another world my father. So it is a relationship of love. Second, Jesus is saying that although they are two, father and son, they are simultaneously one or united. He says, I and the father are one. This is from John 10, 30. Do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into this world, you are blaspheming because I said, I am the Son of God? If I do not, the works of my Father do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works, that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. Yeah, all these kinds of proofs, if you will. You know, that Jesus was the Son, and the Supreme Lord was the Father, and yeah. And I, I, I guess it comes back to what you want. I mean, just uh, you reminded me about something that Jesus said, that they asked him how they were supposed to know that he... He was from from God, and he said, "If you want to do the will of my Father, you will know." Yeah, that's simple. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you really want to know, you you will know. Yeah, and if you don't, then you won't know. <laughs> yeah, because as it says in Bhagavad Gita, the Lord Krishna says, "You know, I am the source of remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness." Mm. So, if you want to know. I'm the source of knowledge. I'll give you that understanding. And if you don't want to know, then I will not. So that's why Jesus said, if you do the will of my Father, then you will know. I am from the Father. So, so, I, 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 so, <laughs> For someone listening to this and wanting, then perhaps being a bit curious to, to to know Jesus more, like what was so? What can we do in practice, and what's what's the way forward for for me personally in my life? Like, how do I implement this? How do I make this a reality? What can what what, what can I how can I move forward to to implementing some of these things? Well, the number one activity Jesus mentioned it, and you know. Our Vedic teaching emphasizes it very strongly is chant the names of God 
or chant the names of Jesus. You know, Jesus's name is also potent. You know, the, the name of the devotee of God also is transcendental and carries transcendental potency. See, but the devotee of God wants us to chant his father's name. He doesn't really want us to exclusively chant his name. So that is the number one activity that will please the Lord. The Lord says so completely. That will please the Lord's devotee. If you want to please Jesus, chant the name of his father. I mean, he will be very pleased if you do yeah. that. And if you want to please the father, chant his name. If you chant the name of his devotee, then the Father will be pleased as well. See? And that's the whole idea, is to please the Lord. Please the Father, please the Son. Please the, the Lord by chanting his holy names. You know? So that's why our lineage and our masters have always you know, given that instruction. Chant the holy names. You know, chant the names of God. And that's what anyone and everyone can do. You know, I was raised in a Christian family, in a Christian community, you know, was very familiar with Jesus and the Bible. And I always had faith that Jesus was real, that he was the son. I was never, you know, misled in thinking he was God, uh -huh. fortunately enough. But... Uh, at the same time, until I met my spiritual master, he introduced me to these bhakti yoga truths. He really revealed to me who Jesus was and what the real message of Jesus was and put the emphasis not on the liberation aspect and Jesus died for our sins and et cetera, et cetera, but his first and foremost commandment, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, and mm. soul. And then explain many, many words of Jesus, like I and my Father are one, one in love, not the same person, et cetera, et cetera. You know, then I began to, to have more and more clarity on this whole subject of Christmas, Jesus, you know, his teachings, his will, how to please him, what to do to... to further the relationship that he asked us to further with the Supreme Lord. And yeah. so again, back to the idea, if you meet a true spiritual master, he will teach you what you need to know about Jesus mm -hmm. and how to please Jesus and how to move forward in your spiritual life. You know, So Christmas for us now is very different than it was when I grew up. You know, it's very different. It's a day when we glorify Jesus, we make offerings, very nice vegetarian foodstuffs. You know, people will argue and debate this, but there's a lot of biblical proof Jesus that Jesus was a vegetarian. Was a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, you know, in general, Christmas is is just a big meat-based, you know, feast. <laughs> You know, not a nice offering to Jesus for his pleasure. You know, it's all about me and mine and 
you know, the eggnog and (laughs) 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 and all the other things we don't need to talk about, you see. And so that's what we do now because this is how I've come to understand what the activity at Christmas should be. You know, it's not about a tree with a bunch of presents under it. You know, it's about Jesus. Put his picture up on the altar. Make an offering to Jesus. You know, try to think what would be a nice offering. You know, and offer it with chanting the holy names. Chant the names of his Father. You know, glorify Jesus as as who he really is, the great devotee, you know, of the Supreme Lord. That's our Christmas. That's what we do, you know, and... If you've got some dear ones and you would like to give them something, that's fine too, you know. It's a time to remember loved ones, but not with the exclusion of the number one loved mm. one, the Lord and mm. his son, Lord Jesus Christ. Which, and yeah. that love itself will be able for you to love others and appreciate others. That's one point. You might people might miss <laughs> like that's the yeah that's, that's the first and foremost commandment, which leads yeah. to the second. <laughs> yeah. So we hear you know some not a lot but we hear some mention of love at Christmas but it's still you know just not <laughs> not really on the level that Jesus was mm. living and personifying and teaching and, you know, telling us that we should live like that and love like that, mm. you know. And uh, <laughs> so that's, that's how we should do it. So it is a very special day. Christmas is a very special day, you know. It's a day that we should remember Jesus. He is the reason for the season, you know. And make a special effort to to make an offering to him, you know. But make a vegetarian offering, you know. Mm. We don't want to, you know, offer, you know, dead animals to Jesus. That's not what he would want. Look at him. You, you always see his saving the lamb or, you know, taking care of, you know, yeah. all living entities, not just those in human bodies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he often used the example of, you know, shepherds and, and their their flock, you know, in his teachings, because he was speaking to those kind of people. They could relate to it. You know, if there's one lamb lost, you know, would you not go out and try to find that one mm-hmm. Lost lamb. So, yeah. There's so much there. So many wonderful things. And then, if anyone is interested there, there's a there's a lot of evidence on this fact that Jesus was a vegetarian. And we have links as well that you can watch if you're interested. But, yeah. yeah. I actually stayed up quite late yesterday, Valakia, making vegetarian food for our Christmas party tomorrow. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, you're having a, a a party tomorrow? Yeah, just a small, small one. It's you know the, the Corona situation now, but yeah, mm-hmm. and we have a takeaway uh, as well, so people can bring it home: nut steak and Christmas burgers and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
Yeah, nice vegetable things and lingonberry jam. Lingonberry jam, like you, you <laughs> tried. I, I sent one to Valakia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's almost finished. <laughs> oh, great. I have to send some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very special. But we offered it first to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. you offered it. We did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe this gives you a little, you know, encouragement to... To see Jesus as who he really was, you know, the lover of God, you know. And we can love the Father and love the Son and chant their holy names, you know. And then our life will be complete. Our life will be as it should be. This is what we're supposed to do with the human form of life, you know. Yeah. And stay away from, you know, just being sucked up in and absorbed in the materialism of the great holy day of the appearance of Lord Jesus Christ, you know. And don't buy into this, you know, atheistic, you know, attempt to completely eliminate Jesus from the whole holiday. Instead of saying Merry Christmas, Say happy you know, they're trying to mandate <laughs> saying happy holidays, you know. Just completely remove Jesus from everything, hmm. you know. The nativity scene, which is such a wonderful reminder of, you know, Jesus' birth. You have one over there. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. There you go. There's, there's the simple manger, you know. There's, you know, Joseph and Mary, and I can't see it very good, but probably the wise men and the shepherds <laughs> and baby Jesus. Yeah, it's it's quite small, but it's something. <laughs> yeah, so it's you know, and uh, you know, it's it's so crazy that you know, in some parts of America now, they've made it illegal to have a nativity scene. I mean, that's that's how yeah. far it's gone. Yeah, it's you can't do that, yeah. you know, and you can't have, you know. <laughs> people out front of some of the big chains like Target, which is a big mm. chain of stores in America and so on, you know, collecting money to help poor people for the Salvation Army. That's a Christian-based, you know, charity, you know. And it, they were always at Christmas out in front of the places where people go the most, you know, with a little bell ringing it, you know, and... People could donate money, and they would use that, you know, for charity purposes. Mm -hmm. But now these these big chains have become so demoniac that they won't even allow that. Oh. That's not allowed anymore. <laughs> so you can't have nativity scenes. You can't say Merry Christmas. You can't, you know, have this Christian organization, you know, collecting money to help people, you know. But you can come in our store and buy all this junk, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> that that's where it's gone, yeah. And it hasn't helped the condition of the planet. I can tell you that, you know. It definitely has not has not made things better for anybody. If, mm -hmm. Obviously, yeah. No. Jesus came to save the world, and we've said, "Leave us alone." Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And and they, you know, Q 
kill him, the Prince of Peace, the one who is the the most compassionate, loving, loving message as well. No violence, nothing, and they just can't have it. They can't hear it. They don't want to hear it. So they yeah, <sighs> yeah. So yeah. there you go. But let us chant the holy names. How about that? And have hope and. <laughs> and light, light. And Faith, open. hope, and charity, that's the way to live successfully. Faith, hope, and charity. <clears throat> How do I know? The Bible tells me so. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Faith, hope, and charity. Faith in Lord Jesus Christ. Hope in his message of love for God. Hmm. And charity. Open up your heart. Give your heart to Jesus and God and give your heart to other people. Help them. You know, to hear this message, you know, not just raining a lot of materialism on them, but the message of love. And that's how to live successfully. That's what Jesus said. Mm. So, so let's, let's. Anyway, we could go on and on. There's so much, <laughs> so much to say. It's really wonderful to talk about Jesus. It just. It just is. I mean, to talk about a great personality, a great lover of God, just to talk about, you know, him, it is, just makes you feel really good. Yeah. You, I really like to talk about Jesus because, <laughs> you know, it's just like so attractive. It's so, so wonderful. I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so the name Goranga is one of the names of the Father of Jesus. We chant Goranga. And that is one of Jesus' Father's, the Supreme Lord's, names. I mean, see, his body is more beautiful than molten gold. You know, Jesus often talked about the glory of God and the beauty of God. And in the Bible, there's this, you know, reference to and descriptions of the beauty of God. So, we're going to chant and Haribo, which means basically in Christian terminology, praise the Lord. Hmm. Or yeah. chant the holy names. Haribo, 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 
Christmas, everybody. Stay. And remember Jesus. At least remember Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you, Brother Keo. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say? <laughs> I just said, don't forget Jesus. <laughs> don't I got, I guess, forget. I guess it's kind of like it says in the Vedas with, with, with the Supreme Lord, like, yes, if you, if you remember him, life becomes easy. So I guess the same thing goes with Jesus. If you remember Jesus, then life will be easy. And if yeah. you don't, then life will be hard. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, turn to Jesus, turn to, to Goranga, you know, that's, that's where the shelter is. Yeah. Thank that's you. where the protection, that's where the happiness is. Okay, Ruben, I guess we better get off. So thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And, uh, thank you, everybody, for joining. Thank you very much. And have a wonderful Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. And Balakia, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> All the best. Namaste. Haribo. Haribo.